Hello and welcome to the NDL show. This is episode 23. The music edition with Tyson ST. Yes, now listen. We're about to do the right thing and import amazing music. So I'm need y'all to hop onto any digital platform and peep his recently released album. It is called Snakes Favor Me, the performance album. Yes, now let me stop it right there and thank you for joining us again on the show. It is our third music edition and we are talking to none other than Tyson ST. And if you were wondering, his music has played on the show on one of our early episodes. So really, I am excited to have this conversation because he is one of those artists whose music bumps me onto a whole new level and gives me perspective on the world. He released an album late August this year and really it got me feeling hyped. It had me having my own one-man shows in my bedroom and it definitely hit some nerves with the music for the feels. So before we get into that conversation, do follow him on Insta and Twitter at Tyson Cybertelli and be sure to constantly revert to his profile because I have no doubts that he has more in store for all of us. Now this track that I'm about to play for you is deep in the most beautiful way. It is called This Ain't Easy For Me. AI's interlude. Listen to this truth and immerse yourself in this music. Mama told her we need her. You call me your clown, so now this world is my canvas. I'm giving niggas no answers. These conversations turn dancer. How niggas spinning words to nothing, just reliving my anger. I've been living in hearts. I went to arts on my arteries. I'm Javinci with spots. My dogs, I'm hurt by the way that niggas contain all their brains when I'm drunk. That dirt on my lane, yeah, dirt on my name. Getting placed on your coffin. Mama, I'm sorry I lost it. It's like that Durban apartment. When you said we moving to Josie, cause the hood ain't the option. Out the blue, all I'm seeing is red. I'm trying to murk and drive a series of events. We talking about BMO or Benz. What color that beam on my head? Aiming from enemy friends. This is why I treasure my ex. A treasure is something you never gon' dig up again. You know the profits from the losses. It's a copy with no talking. Just the option for politics. Between time, the pilot's talking. Yeah, my plane of thought is walking. A bullet gripped on some dark shit. If I only show these shots, speak about the bodies that I'm dropping. I'm what would your God think? Would he damn me for this? When I had to bury family, well, my plans in the mix. Okay, if I came with the gate, there's no plane in sight. Where your aim, how they plane in sight? I'm just playing like cancel flights in the AM. You taking no pacing? Let me go take off clothes from your favorite. Offset this occasion, sweetie, go hunt your back for the saber. Miss Bad and Bougie, my culture is laying shots on a hater. How I'm always acting next from the very start. Sneak the K in. I plan to cut cakes adjacent to luxury pearly gates. And niggas think I give a fuck about sending. Love after facing my demons many occasions. Can you carry my guilt? I did nothing but situations my family in. Symbolisms for simple niggas. Only women after my mom, pretty my little sister. I've been making rude decisions. I've been facing new decisions. I've been flaking, spending time with you. Might be my truest wish. Don't see me yes, something to taste. I need some love, yeah, place. Warm arms, happy company, some weekends away I've had guns in my face, beauty queens run away I've been running away from love, but Cupid shots made a stain But still I remain the same I need the green for the team, Audi's for me and for she Might be still lean with the lean what an impeccable production this track is. This ain't easy for me. AI's interlude from Tyson ST's album. It is called Snakes Favor Me, the performance album, and he is here right now to have this conversation. Welcome to the NDL show and thank you for hopping on, Tilly. 
I thank thank you. Thank you for the thank you for the platform and thank you for showing love from from a time where I really needed love from I don't know is so it, it means a lot that we've we actually have a relationship now. You know, I'm actually only giving credit where it is due, really. So thank you for creating such amazing projects to consume. So Tyson, you just recently released a full body of work, Snakes Favor Me, the performance album. Could you walk us through this title for a second? Please dissect it for us. First of all, Snakes Favor Me. Is this that keep your enemies closer type of vibe? What is actually happening there? Um, you know how in, in life you're supposed to be encouraging the the positives the the oh god's got me like oh look bro god right now yeah he's got me right now it's a but at the same time i mean we manifest these troubling times on ourselves by saying yo oh i'm trash oh damn another l oh i'm ugly all these bad manifestations on ourselves right but it's like you gotta take the good with the bad so it's me accepting that all of my vices and all the troubles I've faced prior and all my demons that I've encountered, they've worked in my favor. Wow. And snakes are referred to, well, they're a symbol of evil when it comes to uh, aspects to a, a lot of people's lives, like um, um, snakes in the grass, oh, he's a snake, yeah. all those kind of things. That's why I was like, I'm a, I come from the bad. I face the bad every day consistently. So, so the snake term, I associate with it. And because it's a, it's part of healing. So I'm like, basically, it's my demons favor me because yeah. they've built me a stronger person. And that was where the title came from. Yeah. Yeah, I hear you. Because in your 2019 album, Cyber, you also make reference to snakes. I was like chilling and just wondering whether Telly is a snake guy. People won't understand, but my whole life, I've actually encountered snakes. Like uh, from youth, from them being in the yard, I've always been fascinated with them. That... I've, um, when when we moved to like Gauteng and I was like hopping schools as a youngin and stuff, I always get to that new school and there's always this young photo shoot with the snake. A couple of people know that when you were at your little schools, you done a photo shoot with a snake. I done like four different ones. And wow. then <laughs> whenever we changed schools, I was taking pictures of snakes. It was, it was cool. It was cool. And I even lost some of the photos. I, I I can't even get none actually. I just know one person actually found my photo because I left it in one of my last primary school, whatnot. Mm -hmm. But yeah, snakes have been a consistent theme in my life and metaphorically in terms of people. And it's taught me a lot and it's made me a better person. I, I never look at my troubling times as forever. So I'm grateful for that. I really like that. And on that note, you know, most artists have a story when it comes to their entry in music. And before we get into it, what is yours? Why music? And when did this happen for you? You see, people have this whole, um, when I was a teenager, I was into this album. I was, and I don't. It's just from the very get-go, I never used to listen to music as a, I, on my own. My, my father was very into music. My parents were very into G-Unit your Rick Ross, all, all your good music. If it was dope, my dad was playing it. My parents were playing it, whatnot. But as a youth, I never went out my way to listen to music. My sister had a phone full of music. I didn't care. I just listened to whatever I heard. Okay. I didn't pay attention. Until I found myself with a, with, a, with a friend, my friend in like the fifth grade, when he was trying to rhyme something. And I tried to rhyme too, and I was really good. Everything I was doing, I was really good. And then we try write poems. And then... My friend, Ill Rose, right now, um, we said, nah, these aren't poems. He told me, these aren't poems. You rap, boy. I'm like, I don't even listen to music. <laughs> and then he started coming to my house 
every day. He, he started putting me on trap music and whatnot mm-hmm. and like chilling in my room. And he's like, boy, you have a sound system and hella CDs here. I'm like, I, my dad just put it there. You know, I don't listen to anything. Mm-hmm. He picked up all the CDs and was like, Edjo, you have more than five fifty cent CDs over here. This is what you listen to. I'm like, yeah, I know the music, but like, I don't go out my way to listen to it. So he put me on Walker Flocka, all these dudes. And then I went, I started listening to music again and I, I'd go, whoa, I know this. Outcast, i go, whoa, I heard this. I know this, I know this. And I was like, actually, I've been a fan of music my whole life. Basically, Ill Rose just told me, you can really rhyme. You're really good at this. Let's go for it. Since the fifth grade, we've been doing it. We would rap every day. He'd come to my house. We'd walk in the sun. We'd come back. We'd rap, rap, rap. My, my parents come home around six. We still rap. They fetch him at eight every day till like high school. It just became imprinted in us. Yeah. It was in us forever. Wherever we went, if we left the crib, we were bringing a headset or a mic to someone's house. We were recording. Laptop, we recording. You knew us as, as those dudes. And it never stopped. Never stopped. Even when Il Rose introduced me to Doshi, it never stopped. When you find someone that's driven, you, you just do it every day. And we, that's our means of fun. So to actually have fun as of late with outside of doing music is weird. Because I've always wanted to have a normal life, but the music was what made living amazing for us. Because like we had nothing else, no sports, no nothing. This is this is us. And talking about rhyming, you know, whenever I think of writers and rappers, especially, I picture people who overperformed in English. And I'm wondering now whether you were amongst those people who naturally caught on to beautifully writing in the language. I was the kid who, whenever it was time to do something creative in English. Kendrick Lamar, I do. I'd done like three different albums. I'd even bring the CDs. No matter what grade I was in, it was always yeah. Kendrick Lamar. Or um, it was, if it was not, it was 50 Cent. If not, it was a speech about hip hop. They're like, uh, make a speech about whatnot. I just loved trying to flex my style of writing. Yeah. Or I'd just leave out my topic of what my speech is about. And in the speech, I mean, the topic would pop up at the end. So that when you go back to my speech, you can hear, oh, he was referring to hip hop. I'll talk to it like it's a person or whatnot. Like I do it like how Carmen did it when he referred to hip hop as a lady and stuff. Like I always loved this so much. So when it comes to English, yeah, yeah, I was, I was, I was going high. Ah, uh, you were definitely that guy. I was that guy, I was going high. <laughs> You know, and while y'all were getting your 90%, we were still struggling with English, but it's fine because eventually we got there. Now, this is an album with six songs, right? And it goes from the hype to slowing it down to the feels with This Ain't Easy For Me, for instance. And then you build that momentum again with the energy as we reach the conclusion of the album. What largely informed the way this album was delivered? First, like people need to know I wasn't trying to do a project. Like I had recorded Saber and... While recording Saber, there were songs I intended to record. So we'd start out the same, we're going to record this song. And then after, after a while, the second process would be, yo, we're going to make the song. Because like this one, we don't know if it's going to make Saber. So we started making other songs, other songs. And those second songs that were made are all these Snakes Favor Me songs. Um, so Saber and Snakes Favor Me were made around the same time, basically. And these other songs we plan to drop after the Saber project as singles. But... A lot had happened and a, a lot had taken place and Sabre done better than expected. So we're just like, we're going to hold all these singles. And there were like four of them. Yeah. The rest of these things for me songs weren't even done. They were just like ideas. They were just like drafts around. So we had agreed that now nah, we're going to roll these singles out next year. So 2020 hit in this January and I'm going to have all these songs and all these ones I'm trying to complete. 
basically have a tape. Let me do a mixtape. And I start uh, finishing the other songs, and I'm like, nah, I don't do mixtapes. I, I, I don't look at it like that. Everything's an album. Everything's treated like a project. So I start compiling the stuff, and I start thinking of the name, my constant theme and everything. I get this thing's favor me, whatnot, whatnot, whatnot. And then the track, the tracks come together, and I do my track order, Doshi does his track order, and then it came down to me switching up the track order throughout, because this tape was ready since January, right? Yeah. But like... The overall vibe of this was to feel like a performance because these singles were going to drop. I was like, yo, the Sable songs are going to be tough to perform because they have so much emotion. But these singles, they fun. They bring the energy. They be less about the subject than more about going further. It's easy. It's easier to get into. My last tape wasn't comfortable. It, it makes you uncomfortable because you have to digest what I'm going through. Yeah. He's feeling like this, oh, this anger. But this kind of stuff, you can, you can play around the people, actually, this time. It's, it's a little watered down in terms of um, um, the pain and stuff. It's more fun. So these were my songs to perform. That's why this is the performance album. From the track order is how a set for me would sound like. Yes, I definitely hear you because I have been bumping to this album since the day it dropped and you have succeeded in creating the feeling of being at a performance, even though the music is only in our heads. I think it is a brilliant body of work. The way that it was orchestrated from the beginning to the end, it is very clean. Now, before this album, you released teasers, Let Me Know and Chauncey, right? Apart from PR purposes, what is the story behind these two tracks were they supposed to be part of the album yeah it was actually it was actually they were never actually part of the album at all they weren't even going to be singles we had planned to drop uh, three tapes as uh, myself doshit and miles we had two packs ready from all of us and then as the days got closer after we had finished the stuff um doshit had decided that nah this should be all me and i was like whoa all me is like, yo, when they drop this year, they got their own time to shine and whatnot. This needs to be all me. So I was like, oh, okay. Then my Tupac will come out. And my Tupac was already named the date of the album. I, I wanted to go extra, like to go, okay, I have new music coming, but here's new music to announce that music. Mm-hmm. That was the whole purpose. But the songs for it, it was actually weird because um, I had the song that I wanted to get somebody on and I can't say, mm-hmm. can't say who because... I got them finally. I got them. That's gonna come. So it was a. Uh, it was Chauncey. It was Chauncey. Yeah. I, I had a big plan for Chauncey. I was. Just, I heard that beat. We were chilling. We were just. We we're just chilling. All of us. Yeah. Um. she was talking to uh, Anga Diego. Like she's a frequent collab. Mm, she is so amazing. Yeah, she's amazing. And they were playing her music, whatnot. Like ah, what's gonna drop? Um, her her tape. Uh, a lot of other songs they were just playing beats mm. so i'm chilling i'm like hey let's play some other stuff and then i find that chauncey beat on the desktop and i'm like oh this one this one mm-hmm. and i i knocked that out and i and i listened to the song properly and i'm like i haven't rapped in so long at all this year it was the only song i recorded this year i was like okay i haven't rapped in so long mm-hmm. it feels good and we said okay we're gonna drop it and then we sat on it for like a few weeks and then when we linked up and we decided we're going to do the two-pack tapes we said we're going to record the let me know song mm-hmm. we done that we're like we're going to compile it with chauncey and we done some other songs but i was like okay these two and then when the two-pack finally came chauncey done better than i expected 
mm. better than I expected. Way, and it it sounds different compared to the tape. That's why I was like, I know it's not going to be on the tape at all. You know, Chelsea is a song that really is intense, and I wanted to ask you to walk us through why the song has such a strong tone and message. Um, the song is actually, the, the song is actually two parts. This um, it's a two part song, but um, the second part we had to cut off because it's it's we're kind of deep. It's kind of deep. It, it revealed the whole message of the song. The song. The song Chauncey, right? Uh, the name Chauncey was about—it's about fortune or, or gambling or the the luck of it, just like the fortune of gambling and the risk that come that it comes with, mm-hmm. and that's why that's what the name Chauncey means. So it it was based around uh, the gamble of life and just taking your your chances and taking risks while you still can, while you're still alive, because not every day is promised. Because a friend that I had known. For forever well she passed away um march this year right so this was a song was an ode to her and how she'd always move she liked nobody the people around her knew that a hey, you there because she lets you in no one can just hang with her she was just that badass she was such a loner everything i love the energy oh man so that first verse was like in in her spirit Okay. In her spirit, like I thought, I wanted to write it just like how she takes to the shit and how she'd always listen to her music and stuff, right? Mm-hmm. So it was, it was basically like just to be like that, like her, right? That's why it's second verse. It starts out the way, um, how do I go? How do I go again? But there's, there's a bar that refers to that, like refers to her. Yeah. Um, my close friend is dying because her health it was waving goodbye, and we felt tears in the end as we melt till we meet again. Because she lived by that message. She was amazing. But yeah, that's Chauncey was for her. My condolences, Tilly, and I think it's cool that she continues to live through the music in this way. Now, I hope you don't mark me for asking this because I saw your tweet that said only a few people will get it when you release this album, right? And I tried to make sense of it since the day it dropped as to why what appears to be four songs on the cover of Snakes Favor Me are scratched out. Is it safe to say that this is that two-part project that you mentioned early on? Yeah, yeah, that second part of Chauncey, it's it's much slower and it's much deeper. So I, I had planned to go, yeah, deluxe. Yeah, nah, it's on the deluxe, boy. Like, ah, oh, it's there. And then we had other songs that didn't make it that were a different vibe. I was like, yeah, deluxe. So we had compiled the whole thing and I actually changed those songs. When I when I scratched them out, that's when I decided that, yeah, I'm going to give people four brilliant songs. Mm-hmm. Not just the Chauncey second part or this other song that I was planning for the deluxe and this other one with um, someone I can't say, but... Yeah, I was just like, <laughs> let me really polish this deluxe and then roll that out. Like, it's still going to go as planned, but yeah, I want to hold it instead of how I intended it to be heard. Like, I was just going to do the six songs mm-hmm. and then wait a few days and then they, they get the rest of it. And I mean, it sounds way different. It's amazing, actually. I'm looking forward to hearing that. Can we expect this next project soon? Mm-hmm. I, want, I want the project to live a bit. Okay. Like I, I, I was gonna make it close, like close. I was like, ah, oh, a week later. But I'm like, nah. Gotta let the music breathe. Mm. Gotta let people get used to this before I give them something that's tough to digest. Because this next part is tough to digest. Okay. They're gonna, they're gonna sit on it. This next part is much more deeper. It's much, it's much more polished. 
it's mm. cinematic songs. I love it. Yeah, I definitely do agree with you on that part. So Tyson, I know you work with people who are very esteemed Doshi, Miles, Huey, Tata Sol, and so many more reputable people from what I have observed. For you, what goes into your selection process when it comes to working and collaborating with people? Because it would seem that you're very precise when it comes to those you work with in terms of the music. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, we, we try not to force because like anyone can rap on any beat, but are you needed on it? Like we say it every time when we're recording, because like I can hear a dope beat and go, yo, that's dope. I can do something on that, but should I? That's a, that's a, you need to be honest with yourself. Why should I get on this record? Like, if you're in a room with us, you hear a record, and I'm rapping on it, you can easily stand up and go, yo, I got something for this too. Or, yo, I got a verse. Or, you got a hook? I got a hook. Let me try something. Mm -hmm. And you try it out, and we hear it out, and we go, okay, nah, that's not it. Or, nah, that's not, nah, nah, you know, you're not needed, actually. Mm -hmm. Or you do something, and we go, what? You know what? That's actually sick. You know? Or I stop people's songs, and I try pitching an idea, and I go, yo, the hook should go like this or I can do a hook and then we get someone else to do it or something like that. Mm. But otherwise you really need to just ask yourself, am I needed on this song? Or you, we, we make a certain record and we go, it would sound dope with such and such on it. We always look to our circle first before we go out. And our circle includes uh, Francis J, yes. Tron Pyre, mm. Leo, like uh, Huey, Tato Soul, Mikey, mm. my, like it's just us. We always gonna look at our what our friends can do on our songs before we look outside the camp. Cause mm. it's weird to wanna work with someone you don't even know, to work with someone you're not even friends with. Mm. I don't care how talented this person can be. If I don't know you like that, I don't think I can just like ask you participate in my idea. This is a relationship we're about to issue with a song. It's not just a I'm gonna do my thing and leave your song. We need to really love what we're doing and have a bond and understand that okay this is our product this is our baby let's 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 make sure this this baby grows up to be a superstar mm. yeah that's a collab that's a collab for me all right i like that now let's touch on the song that just played before this conversation this ain't easy for me now there's a whole lot of emotion in the track right just the beginning is already so entrancing with your experiences being poured out there and i quote verbatim you say life has been a movie since breaking up with your dream girl which is quite tense you know what i'm saying now the experiences that you describe in the song how have they influenced your worldview especially as an artist well at first it's, it's better to live life than to just like make music about anything. Like I, I want to live first and then leave that all on the music, vent there, get my therapy there, leave all of those emotions here so that in real life when I discuss these kind of topics, it's much easier for me. I can casually slide by them as painful as they are for you to hear and go, whoa, that happened? I casually let them out and you, you relate. You go, it's much easier for you to digest because the mm -hmm. fact that I can make music about it means I'm easy about the topic. I'm past it. I've healed from it, you know? So that's why songs like The Same Easy For Me are amazing for, for just an outlet for me as an artist. It really feels like you just, you were in a room with me. You really in a room with me, watching me go through everything, every single thing. Oh, I'm not, I don't even have emotional problems or problems with ladies like that anymore. So it's, that's past, that's past stuff. For people in the lyrics, that's past stuff. I've lived it, mm. lived it, not living it. Yeah. Right now, life's great. 
Can't relate. <laughs> Can't relate at all. I know exactly what you're saying. You're a whole different person now, a whole transformed human being. Whole, like these, these problems, they don't get a life of their own. They get dumped here and they make beautiful art and that's it. You look at an art piece. An art piece doesn't grow legs and walk out the museum, fam. It's just damn art. I hear you. Now let's bring in your perspective on the music industry. What do you think about the music industry in South Africa right now? Um, I used to say there's no music industry. I used to be that I used to take in this whole rebellious take that all oh, these dudes out there now, they just dudes in better positions. They just dudes with access to uh, whatnots and stuff. They're not going to be there forever. Whatnot. And I was right in saying all of that. I mean, some of it partially true. Some of it, not so much. I am, I'm subjected. I'm subjected to change also, you know. I'm allowed to grow on my takes. I'm allowed to change when I was wrong. Definitely. So I can really say they, there is an industry to some extent. And... There are good people trying to grow it. And there are those that are just in it so that they have longevity. They don't care about pushing the culture forward or the art form or making the best of music. Just as long as I have a means of income, as long as I can maintain my lifestyle, I'm easy. There are people like that. It's yeah. fine. There's room for them too. There's room for everybody. Especially, yeah. There's room for everybody black. That's what I care for. Before I get into letting in other people, appropriating the culture, doing their whatnots, you know, that's my problem with the industry. Like, easy entry, even easier to get be forgotten. The dude that was hot last year, we're not talking about him. That's there hasn't actually been any proper new ads ever since I can say MC and um, Nasty's breakthrough. Mm-hmm. You can say new acts are pop. Oh, he's up and coming. He's up and coming. But you've been calling these dudes up and coming for a year and a few yeah. months, or like months mt and sdc were up and coming for like three four months project mm-hmm. dropped and they transitioned mm-hmm. into mainstream there's no means for our newer artists to transfer into mainstream it is tough it is impossible it's it's really impossible right now and i blame that on them not focusing on the on the culture as a as a collective you need to form your own build it and push forward as a union which is what we're doing um over here in, in pretoria People weren't people us, fine. We kept it here, we worked on our stuff, and now everyone wants to come in, everyone wants to look, and it's just like, okay, we're not mad. Come, we've been working on this. We're solid. We're, we're, we're too good at this. We can go all day. We can pump out as much projects as you need. we doing this for not you. We care about this music. I'm not waiting for the show to put me on. I'm gonna do my own shows. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not waiting for whatever blog to cover me. My, my friends are gonna do that. They're going to tweet me here. They're going to post me here on Insta. And from there, all these blogs are going to have to just play catch up, which they have been this year. They've been trying to catch up on all of us. Radio, they've been trying to catch up on all of us. And it's amazing. It's amazing. You're late, but hey, I'm not mad. (laughs) And I have the same take. I have the same take. And that's why on the show, we constantly try to locate and play local music, underground local music, because I believe that no artist has to be up and coming for that long. But just briefly, what do you think it is that creates this culture of overlooking great up and coming artists? What stops them from transcending? Um, People need to stop expecting, I think. Like, you need to remove this mentality that, ah, I make great music, so they owe me a position. I make better music than Nasty, so I need to be where he's at. I need to be better than he's at. I need to be where, where, where. There's more to it than just one aspect. 
you you see the music and you're like, okay, my music's better than that. Ah, that's why he's there. He's music, right? No, nah, that nigga works. That guy works twice as hard, maybe even three times harder than you. And he comes at it from different angles. You probably not doing that. You need to up your work. Why am I mad? Am I mad because there's infrastructure for the culture, or am I mad because I'm not in that position? What am I doing? Besides looking at how terrible our industry is set up, what are you doing about it? What am I doing about myself also? That's why we decided, okay, there's no proper industry for us. We're going to make an industry for us as the Praetorian Praetorian acts. Like, hey, we're going to do our thing regardless. And I'm going to hold down my end by making sure my music is not subpar or just mediocre. I'm going to make sure it's dope. Already that starts discussions. I'm dope. that poor guy got great marketing and stuff. He got just listenable songs, but he has great, he has great everything else, great connections, whatnot. I can't be mad at that. I can't compete with that. Yet, I got great music. So we in the same discussions, just mm-hmm. off music alone. And music is what's driving this whole force. So I'm in this for a long run. You can't, you can't fuck with me if my music's great. You'll, you'll never win. That's just one way to look at it. It's like, what are you doing about your so-called problems? Yeah. you're the one who sees the problem here you're the one who should see a solution like you, you stop waiting for someone else to put you on to make way for you or ah it's not easy for us to get on radio so like yeah. do you listen to radio when you get in the car you don't most right. of us don't we try we yeah. really try some of us because like there are some great shows on there these dope questionnaires like oh that people call in Mm-hmm. You do pick up three or four nice songs. You're like, "Whoa, I never heard this." You Shazam, but most of the time you aux or you connect with your Bluetooth. So why are you complaining about a platform you yourself don't care about? Things I complain about, I care about radio, TV, everything. I care about them. So I will have solutions for those problems for me, my people. I'm gonna make sure of that. Yeah, yeah that's it. You know, touching on the Pretoria scene, how open is it to accommodating and supporting people from other regions in the country? Because I know right now that music that is produced in Pretoria is, in essence, carrying the whole industry on its back. A lot of people are in the Pretoria scene, but not from here. Like, dudes be from East Rand. You, you can be born in, like, um, Eastern Cape. Like, I was born in Durban, but I was raised in Pretoria. Mm-hmm. I was raised in Joburg, Kempton Park, mainly Pretoria. Mainly Pretoria. Because, like, this is home. This is where I move. This is where my friends are. This is where my family stays. So this is home. And those people were booming in other scenes. They moved here. Should we count them as Pretoria artists? We don't deny them. Mm. But like we just let everyone ride the wave. We just let it's, it's it's big love. As long as you just uplifting everything, it's big love. I don't want to talk about all the other negative aspects like um, zero unity, really. But like. Because that's changed. From our end, there's unity. I don't know what everyone else is talking about. We good. We are a winning team. I second that. Now, taking it back to your music, there is a specific kind of listening experience that you want your listeners to have. When you create music, Tyson, and envision the listeners, what do you want us to feel and experience? Like when I make music, right? I know personally from what I listen to and from how I listen to music, it's always... You need to grab my attention. When you're a new artist, you really need to grab my attention. It's not, oh, I'm going to wait. Oh, track three, they said might be nice. No, you've got like the first few seconds to grab me. If it's not the beat, it's got to be your lyrics. If it's not the lyrics, it's your energy. It's something. And I make sure I cross off all that. 
Mm. from beat energy to lyrics i'm just like i it needs to sound like it's, it's also like how i feel when i walk in a room i don't ask for the attention i get it and i'm not gonna make a huge scene i'm quiet but i know it's there i know i'm getting it i know someone's going hey who's that who's that with the blonde hair who's that with the red hair why is wearing those kind of pants yo why is this dude just like all quiet i know that's the same impact i want to get with my music like it's just gonna grab your attention straight it's demanding mm. I, I, used, I said stable needs to sound like a solid punch and this is just the second punch with it this is the last time i even do this kind of formula because now i've grabbed everyone's attention i mm. know how to command you i know how to bring you in my world and keep you there i know how to bring you and keep you there mm. it's like oh okay this, this okay wait he said what mm-hmm. that is cold he said that casually <laughs> wait he threatened who nah Nah, can't be, but not, mm. nothing's made up. It, this is my world. Welcome. This, this is my art. You, you in a fight. It's a fight scene. Yeah. And that's what I love about it. It demands energy from you off the rip. You can't deny it. You can't finish listening without like, like feeling like, nah, you just, yeah. you just felt like you had no, you just felt a young adrenaline rush. That's all this asks from you. Like, give in to your energy. And, and experience it fully. That's me. That's my musical world. And with a touch of vulnerability all over. Because mm. it's, it's, it's part of me. I'm, I'm entertaining you with my pains. It's like my other friend stops and he's like, yo, bro, this song bangs, but these lyrics, oh my deep. gosh. This is deep, man. Yeah. He was like, yo, from drop three singles to being single. Dog, are you okay? <laughs> I'm like... That, that's the one. Like, dudes always go, oh, you got these other bars. Bro, you okay? Your mm. heart broke. You know? like, never that. Probably was. Mm. But never that. Yeah. I'm always happy. Like, once, once you hear the music, I'm happy. I mean, I always get my effect. Yeah. Nice. Thank you so much for joining us on our music edition on the NDL show, Telly. You know that we're rooting for you. It's onwards and upwards for you. You must, absolutely must let us know when you're due to perform this performance album. Yeah, I think, yo, the, the performance aspect of it, it sounds nothing like the tape. Oh, it's oh. much more rage. Like, dudes just gotta, just gotta come through with the coins and get the show, because <laughs> we on a new level, a new no, damn level. Definitely. But thank you. We gon' definitely be there. You heard it. That was another enticing artist, Tyson St. Be sure to stream the music on any digital platform of your choice. This album is called Snakes Favor Me, the performance album. And as I said in the beginning, you can follow him on Insta and Twitter at Tyson Cybertilly. And as you heard, something is cooking right now. So be on the lookout for that. Hit us up and let us know what you think about this music. You know, we're creating the show purely for your enjoyment. If there is any artist whose music is all the way up there let us know as well we want to have them on the show and spread the word now remember that you can follow us on all the socials at the ndl show if you're not doing so already know that you can stream the show on our website the ndlshow.co.za and most importantly plug us with local music through our email which is the ndlshow1 at gmail.com Now there is a lot happening in the world right now and what better way to get through it than through locally produced excellence. Exactly. Now we leave you with this very vibey track by Tyson ST featuring Miles. It is called Blah Blah from this very album in question. This is the NDL show from my producer Tilani Sejo and I. Let's link next Wednesday. You know how we do. Don't listen. Fafa. 
fish, we still be on that usual business. Raka, cut them off, we never knew them niggas. Nah, nah, every day you talk like you deliver. Blah, 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 what up, bring that snake shit? Every single day I know you bitches staying basic. Problems on my way, I think them fatal, all that hate shit. Mama see my face, I'm never faced the cake, I blazed it. Boy, I gotta say, I know what throw away. I just got up and got through it. I do not care about your movements. You niggas ain't moving, doing things you doing. Now, how you gonna talk about shooters? She came for the night, but she left in an Uber. Girl, how do you think I be moving? I told her I got it, she told me she pumped it, but I'm Hall of Fame like I'm you in it. And I'm stunning every one of you. Every check I'm on is like child abuse. I had to kill it, cause they keep my cousin too. I see the snakes, I ain't gonna move. Yo, we in the jungle, we ain't acting humble. I promise you niggas, we running too. I said, fuck you niggas, I still fuck you niggas. I ain't the type to be running too. I'm going gorilla, my nigga. I see the snakes when they slither. They slipping, they saw that they Venom can hit us, I promise you niggas ain't with us We seeing you posing, you ain't in the picture You niggas ain't looking like winners You talking a lot of you niggas might slip up I promise they pulling the trigger No, no, you don't listen Fafa, bitch, we still be on that usual business Gra-gra, cut them off, we never knew them niggas Nah, nah, every day you talk like you deliver Blah, 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 boy, don't bring that snake shit Every single day I know you bitches staying basic Problems on my way, I think them fatal, all that hate shit Mama see my face, I'm never faced the cake, I bathed it Boy, I gotta say, I know what throw away this ain't it Every single day I know you bitches staying basic Problems on my way, I think them fatal, all that hate shit Mama see my face, I'm never faced the cake, I bathed it Boy, I gotta say, I know what throw away You know life isn't easy my vice is so easy, the pills I try, try to treat me And we don't do it for retweets, real life trauma's my TV I switch it off if I need sleep, I think my fans finally see me Shadows and bloody trails on the sides of the holy grail Hopping couches in crowded places where bottles not cheapy You need a wife, not what we see Hours with trouble boxes that gossip discreetly That pillow talk never steam sheet Like listen, you can bend the story, not the lady you keeping And all you humans beneath me Watch the money succeed me, glory can't weep me because nigga I know the real me I'm riding with snakes like I see my face twice I can just straight like what you can't say right I'm in a place I tell him I'm grace like money my man I like I'm on stage right I'm every day right I every day fight demons and hate stop friends never stay fight never do FaceTime I catch a case and I never will FaceTime judge on my case like yeah. telly telly can we talk a bit uh-huh. I'm taking meetings and offices yeah. I'm taking top positions daily mm. championships I adopted it my flow is sick like way doctors been please don't compare in our options nigga I know my bitch keep that pussy I'm drip like the sandals that features I'm I've been a snake since I feed us. Run up the place in Adidas. I want them yelling, they need us. Boy, motherfucker, your feet. Boy, don't that snake shit. Every single day, I know you bitches staying basic. Problems on my way, I think them fatal. All that hate shit. Mama see my face, I'm never faced the king. I played it. Boy, I gotta say, I know what throw away this ain't it. Every single day, I know you bitches staying basic. Problems on my way, I think them fatal. All that hate shit. Mama see my face. I'm never faced the king I played it Boy, I gotta say I know I throw away this ain't it Fafa, bitch, we still be on that usual business Gra-gra, cut them off, we never knew them niggas Nah, nah, every day you talk like you deliver Blah, 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 blah